Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Hera on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Know the code. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. This is a ship that made the castle run in 14 parsecs. A Utini Podcast Network production. I'm a big deal in the resistance. Episode 120, The Toys of Star Wars. New action figures and playsets for ages 6 and up. Way up! On this episode, we feature a Patreon of the Week. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. You will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open. And the Utini team talks the toys of Star Wars. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. And now, here are your hosts. Radical! Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, Wes Jenkins, and guest host Timothy Guthrie. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Welcome into the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is a glorious crew of awesome people that aren't Corey. Uh, first of all, we have off four hours of sleep and a full shift, but he is glowing with insomnia. Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, dude. Uh, hello. Is it insomnia? Am I just that pale? Is it the awesome uh, lighting in this room? I don't know. Maybe all three of them, but I'm just still trying to recover from that high off. It was, you know what? Listeners, Epic. that was dared to me. Uh, if you only listen to our audio show, you don't get my little pre-intros on the video. I was dared to do a hi and I did. Uh, I was dared by none what, other, what? though, than Wes Jenkins. Look at Wes. What? Sir. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Our audio Good to fans. See you. Our, our, the Mandalorian no, himself is joining uh. us. Oh, he took it off. He took it I off. I took it off. Can you believe I took it off in the first scene? How, how terrible of me. You had one rule, um, man. Yeah, so I um, I look a little different now. I shaved part of the hair off my face. Um, so I had to go be uh, suit worthy at work today um, to hopefully get a new work. Mm-hmm. So You do look, good luck you for look me. reminiscent of Din Djarin. You got a little Din Djarin going on. Oh, thank also, you, boys. That's the most American thing ever. <laughs> well, I had to go to work to get a different work by doing this work. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But you know who's doing the most work? Is our guest host for the second week in a row, Timothy Guthrie! Oh, I had a lightsaber. Yes! That's unfortunate. <laughs> hey, man, There's medication for that. It does. It does. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me back. Well, unlike Wes today, maybe, you nailed your work last week, uh, and we, mm. we all decided it was good enough, and also you were free, so we appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> yep. And also, hello to everyone else in the chat joining us live. Again, if you're an audio listener, we're live every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Utini YouTube channel. And tonight, we are talking about Star Wars toys, a little bit of history, uh, show off some of our favorites, and theorize what we'd like to see in the future. But before we get to all of that goodness, we have a couple updates we want to give. For our Patreon fans and viewers and supporters, thank you. We love you. A reminder that almost one month from tonight, uh, well, I guess a month and a week, uh, we'll be doing our Drunk Trivia Night August 20th. The est- estimable? I think that's what I want. Estimable Emma Park will be moderating the four of us. Well, Corey, Corey not Timothy. I love you, dude, but you're not on the list this time. I'm uh, having a great patron event. Uh, so you do have about five weeks to join Patreon to join us there. But, Charles, we have what we missed last week and a patron of the week. We do have a patron of the week. The patron of the week this week is Cohen. And Cohen says, 
Hello there. My name is Cohen, probably better known as Obi Wan Cohen Obi in the Discord, and I'm from I the Netherlands. <laughs> I've been into Star Wars pretty much my whole life. I remember when I was a young kid, I saw a bit of the throne room scene from ROTJ on the big old TV in my room when I was supposed to be sleeping. The right. Emperor and Vader were pretty scary, in my opinion. Vader with the breathing apparatus, the wrinkly old man who kept telling Luke to strike me down. Who does that? Then, a few <laughs> years later, when DVDs became a thing, a friend of my mother lent us a whole load of them, among which were the prequels. I gave those a shot, and well, my life has never been the same since. I was hooked. It went so far, my dad started making lightsaber noises when he came home from work and saw me in front of the TV, as always. After that, I played the RTS Game Boy Advance game. That one was so good. Yo. Started buying toys, which I don't own anymore. I gave them away or something. Idiot, idiot. I had so many. <laughs> <laughs> I have read Star Wars books in the past, but not that many. If I recall correctly, it's only been the Darth Bane trilogy and Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, and I loved those. But for someone who's a sucker for chronology stuff, it was all super overwhelming, and I gave up. Mm. But then the sequel trilogy was announced. I absolutely love The Force Awakens, but TLJ and Tross I had mixed feelings about. I didn't do much with Star Wars after that until The Mandalorian. That show sparked my love for the franchise all over again, and made me give the books another go. So at the beginning of this year, I started looking around on the internet for a timeline and ended up on Reddit. There, I found quite a few of those, but they all weren't really clear to me. Someone in the comments said they worked at Utini, so I looked that up and I loved what I found. Since then, I've read many, or I've read more books than I ever have in this shorter time, learned a lot, and found an amazing community. With all I got, it was an easy decision to become a patron, something I never thought about doing anywhere else, by the way. The content is absolutely worth it. Aww. As for my favorite Star Wars story, my favorite movies are Empire and Rogue One, but I think my favorite story is Anakin's transition to Vader. To this day, even after seeing those movies so many times, I still feel weird looking at Vader, knowing who's inside the suit. I don't know why. As for my question for the hosts, imagine. You went to Odogunga with Jar Jar instead of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon in The Phantom Menace for some unexplainable reason and need to get out. You can't use a Jedi mind trick or something like that to get Boss Nass to give you help doing this. How are you going to get to Theed anyway? Wow. <laughs> oh, what man. a specific. Well, first of all, very thank specific. you. Love that story. Love the support. Um, yeah. And Cohen's always very active in the chat. I haven't seen absolutely. his name yet tonight, but normally here, very active. Love to hear from him. Absolutely. All right. So a thought experiment question, boys. We're in Otagunga. How do we get uh, out yeah. of there? <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. Go, All right. go. This feels like something from the High Republic. Okay? I'm not going to say any spoilery things, but there are Jedi who do some unconventional things in those books. I mm-hmm. am going to use the Force to create a bubble of oxygen around me. And within that bubble, I will then float to the surface. I like it. <laughs> and then I I'll like catch it. a cab. Then I'll catch yeah. a cab. Because <laughs> I got to get all the way to feed. <laughs> all right. Um... Okay. I think I will go to Boss Nass and be like, yo, yo, big N. <laughs> what up? We're, we're close. In my scenario, we're really tight. Like, we went to grade school together. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, hey, man, listen, this Jar Jar guy, you want to kill him. Totally. Who doesn't? However, you know who would do a great job at that? Those masochists up in Theed. Dude, here's the deal. You give him over to me because, again, we're super tight. I will take him to feed, and I will take pictures of what they're going to do to him for you, and then I'll, like, airdrop them to you um, to show you how much better it is there. 
Eric, uh, and then I'll man, also get those. That's like, really long, Eric. Oh uh, yeah, but also <laughs> last epic. thing, uh, Feed. I don't know if you know, it's very popular for its bagels. So I'll get those bagels he likes from Feed and bring them back to Otagunga. Eric, I love your answer, but you were supposed to make something up, not recite what happens in the Phantom Menace. Uh, dang it! I'm sorry, spoilers for the Phantom Menace. If you haven't listened to our commentary, which is also on Patreon. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I would try to uh, impress Boss Nass. With my own uh, type of cheek shake and slobber all over the place. So I would go right up next to him and give him a little <laughs> little elbow to the side and just say, hey. <laughs> what do you think about that, big in? <laughs> oh, man, he'd so get it. He, he loves that. He wants everyone to do that, but he just, it just doesn't catch on. <laughs> All right, Tim. What Tim do you think be hard to, it's gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I think I'm gonna have to to do the classic, um, a, a classic Han move, right? I, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to sit the guards down for some good old fashioned sabak. Oh, um, sure. And I, I have I have fairly good success um, with with playing games in the past of that nature. So uh, I'm gonna risk it all. Oh. I'm gonna go for it, and all I'm right. gonna school them. We're going to gamble our way out of here. I I'm like gonna, it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, the, oh, what do you bet? Rusa bet Rusa ship against Rusa ship. <laughs> oh, well, Jesus, you, Eric. That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> way too good. <laughs> oh, well. Go uh, sure. Thank, thank Chirp, you sorry. Chirp said he's just going to befriend one of the giant goober fish and ride them to Thebes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Make friends with fish. Fish are friends, not food. We know this. It's right there. <laughs> Hashtag Disney chills. Uh, so, Cohen, thank you for the Patreon support. Thank you for the question. And, of course, if you are a supporter over at patreon.com slash utini, keep an eye out because Tim may be sending you an email for how you can be the next patron of the week or however you do it. I'm not sure how that process works. It just shows up on the outline. I assume it's magic. Um, and he's not going to say I'm wrong. I love that. All right. Next You're up, wrong. we have our... Star Wars Weekly Roundup! (laughs) This week on our Star Wars Weekly Roundup, we have a couple announcements we want to catch you all up on in the world of Star Wars books. First, we have a couple congratulations to send out. The New York Times bestseller list was announced this week, as it is every week. But this week, it was a little more special because both The Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower debuted in the top 10 on the New York Times bestseller list. That's right, we got Rising Storm coming in at number 9 on the adult list, and for Kevin Scott, number 5 in the UK Sunday Tides, congratulations. And Daniel Jose Older came in at 4th on the children's literature list. We have photographic evidence we can show the people about our... uh, sure do. Look at these accomplishments. Look at that number 9. In print. Wow. Also, I love that description. In this installment of the High Republic series, Markeon Rowe sows chaos at the Republic Fair. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> about <laughs> it. He's out <laughs> of line, but he's right. But look at that. Number nine. And then, of course, Race Crash Point Tower. Number four. That's, like, that's really so cool. impressive for, like, all of yeah, children's no literature. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Daniel Jose Older did post. He has now been a New York Times bestseller, I think, on... Adults, middle grade, NYA, like all all the lists for various projects. He's the, the king. Trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's an absolute king. So congratulations. And to all of you who like, again, I have my other various High Republic covers here. I know a bunch of us have been buying all kinds of copies. This is, this is what happens. You know, we support these books. 
We love these books. They get on the lists and then they make more of them. You know, they don't. Let's be honest. They don't make these books just because they love us. They do. They do. <laughs> right. But uh, it's money. It's money only money. Right. So well done. Let's keep that momentum going for next week. Let's see if they get any higher. I would love it. Keep buying them. Yeah. Do you have a friend who doesn't have this? Yes, you do. Of course. Buy them four copies of The Rising Storm uh, so they can have all the cool versions. So well done, everyone. Uh, another thing I want to tell you all about is an announcement we got last week about Ronin, which is the sha- which is the not Shadows of the Empire, my gosh, the Star Wars Visions tie-in novel um, that is coming out by Emma Miko Kandon. Y'all, look at this cover. This look at the saber that is so yeah. cool. Wes, tell our, tell the people what we're looking at here. All right, um, so this is a. Star Wars book cover it has a, a Ronin um, of a like kind of like a Japanese writing mm-hmm. um, on the right side, and then it looks like a samurai um, of sorts and in all black, and has a red um, katana esque lightsaber. Yeah, he's pulled it, and he has a long sheath to it. It's super cool looking. I love that fact because like when it's sheathed, isn't it just off? And like just the handle would click into the sheet, but I don't care. Right. I love it. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's used for two different things. Maybe it Ooh. is. Maybe he yeah. carries his lunch in there. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. And like, and I love because Emma and uh, was talking a lot about that on Twitter when this came out. Obviously, there was a huge stir. There was a big discussion in our Discord about it as well. And I believe they said that the the sheet saber. It's like it's one of the things. Like read the book, you'll see. And a lot of people were like, is this canon? Is it not? And Tom, uh, specifically from Del Rey, was like, read the book. It tells you all about it, Uh, which I really love. And we also got a full synopsis uh, talking about this because this is going to expand on the world of the duel short from Visions. Um, Tim, as our guest, would you mind reading out this uh, synopsis to people that are listening? I would love to. If I didn't click off of the show notes, but you got it, you got it, man. Don't mess up the second interview. I know, I know, I know. All right. The Jedi are the most loyal servants of the empire. Two decades ago, Jedi clans clashed in service to feuding Lords. Sickened by this endless cycle, a sect of Jedi rebelled, seeking to control their own destiny and claim power in service of no master. They called themselves Sith. The Sith Rebellion failed, succumbing to infighting and betrayal, and the once rival lords unified to create an empire. But even an empire at peace is not free from violence. Far on the edge of the Outer Rim, one former Sith wanders, accompanied only by a faithful droid and the ghost of a less civilized age. He carries a lightsaber, but claims lineage to no Jedi clan, and pledges allegiance to no lord. Little is known about him, including his name, for he never speaks of his past, nor his regrets, his history is as guarded as the red blade of destruction he carries sheathed at his side. What a line. Oh, as my the, God. Right. <laughs> as the galaxy's perpetual cycle of violence continues to interrupt his self-imposed exile, and he is forced to duel an enigmatic bandit claiming the title of Sith, it becomes clear that no amount of wandering will ever let him outpace the specters of his former life. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Also, let's just give a brief shout out to Hat Droid. Yes, yep. Hat Droid is going to be in this. Yes, I believe he is that faithful droid. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, fellas. We don't know if 
Star Wars Visions, all of the shorts are dropping on the same day, or if they're going to be released... We, I assume because they're shorts, it's all happening on the same day. Is yeah, that I don't, right? I don't think they've said formally, but yeah. when they released the titles, they probably would have had dates with them if it was going to be good point. rolled out. So I think all that's it was. That's a great point. And that's in September, and this is October 12th. So we're going to get Visions. We're going to watch the duel get even more hype because that's... I, I'm, I, I know I'm hyperbolic on this show on occasion. I will own that. This is one of the best just synopses I've ever read. Like just yeah, it's epic. Yeah, you know, epic's you, the word. You know what it sounds like when it comes to canon and legends to me, though. Like it, mm. just a good story, and I don't care. That's yep. what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's more Star Wars. Give it to me, however. Yeah. Yeah. And again, and we'll find out because I uh, even in our original press release about it, we we wrote like, oh, it's an alternate timeline, and then. In the Discord discussions and in Twitter discussions, it's like, well, maybe not. Like, there there will be an explanation. I'm very excited for it. It looks great. It looks unlike anything we've ever had. I mean, I've never seen anything like Visions nor Ronin. So, so stoked for that. If you have, if you're just listening, you didn't see the cover. Check out onyutini.com. We got a write up about it that'll show you the cover. You'll show you the synopsis. Um, and obviously, we will keep you posted as everything comes out. Another thing that we all have to look forward to next week, actually, as of recording, a week from Friday, on July 23rd, San Diego Comic-Con at home will be happening, which, uh, just like last year, San Diego Comic-Con is virtual this year because of COVID dangers and restrictions, and there will be a panel at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, so 4 p.m. real time, if you're central time, like me and Wes, at least, Um, shout out to central time. Uh, Shout out to Real Time. That's right. Hosted by Christina Ariel. <laughs> this is the High Republic Comic Con panel. Um, Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, Kevin Scott, Justina Ireland, and Daniel Jose Older, all five architects, will be on that panel talking to Christina, discussing the latest books. And, y'all, this was, I wrote this quote down word for word because it said, get a sneak peek at quote, new reveals and upcoming titles. Which makes me think the titles are the books. <laughs> what are the reveals? Is it the same thing? Do I hope that maybe that means toys? Am I reaching? Am I reaching yes. for it? Yes. Not yeah. at all. Probably. Not at all. Probably. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> you know Central time only. Wes, yes. All right. All right. Eastern time unite. Let's talk some, some real specifics. I want to say this yeah. to our audience. If you're watching this show live on YouTube, or you're listening to the podcast and you've never jumped into our Discord. Now is the time. Like events like this blow yeah. our Discord up because something's announced, everyone wants to talk about it. If you don't have someone to talk about it and you're waiting until Monday night to hear what we have to say about it, that's fine, but also you can come in Discord anytime. There're going to be loads of people happy to talk about it. That's a great point. And a lot of the discussions, uh, for everyone that's in Discord, we'll probably try to keep them centralized in the High Republic channel specifically. Um, yep. Because obviously we want to keep it, keep everyone in the same talk together. So if you you haven't joined Discord, as Charles said, a brief reminder of what we said last week, you can join Discord. It's just a chat community. You sign up at utini.com slash Discord. Get yourself a username. You jump in. There's a bunch of channels where you can just kind of type away like an old school message board. And we will all be freaking out. So this is a week from Friday. It'll be a live stream YouTube show, so if you want to watch along, uh, I know there's probably more official ways, but on Christina Ariel's Twitter, I believe the Delray Star Wars Twitter, uh, that's the best way to find the links. And of course, we'll be posting the links in Discord and on our socials as well. So 
Uh, Y'all, just before we round this out, what do you think we're going to get? In the most vague terms, I guess, is this going to be the beginning of phase two? Or do you think it's wave three of phase one? Let's keep it simple. I would love some... So we know Tempest Runner is coming out, right? And I think Mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit in Uh Discord. I would love to get some ideas as to who that cast is, who that lead voice is going to be. Yeah, Um, that'd be great. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe maybe a closing out of what's happening in two and a beginning of three. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I I'm gonna agree. I, I want that reveal, and I also think you're you're totally right to close out um, wave two to go into wave three because they did say that phase one was gonna continue to 2022, right? So mm-hmm. that makes sense. West Charles, what do you think? I think I think we're at least reveal wise, we're gonna get whatever the next like big thing is teased right like if light of the jedi was starlight beacon and the rising storm was the republic fair like the next thing is Mm. gonna be Mm -hmm. teased to us i don't know what it's gonna be uh the boonty eve classic oh don't but in the higher public oh right in the fields (laughs) i know getting that pod racing book you want they're gonna announce a pod racing (laughs) book with an associated new video game and it's gonna be great why not the um give us a new comic series like a whole new, Ooh. like, like an a ongoing. different addition to the High Republic yeah, comic series. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah. And everybody everybody that signs up to watch it gets a free copy. That's it. Here's <laughs> the digital code. House. It will expire in five, four, six. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That'd be so great. <laughs> so much anxiety. Yeah. yeah. No, that would that'd be great. And, then, and it's funny because I think uh, Justina Ireland did an AMA on Twitter a couple days ago. And... Someone asked her, like, what are you working on? And High Republic-wise. And she said, currently I'm writing two books. So we know that – and that's – they're not doing more than one book per phase. That's insane, right? Or per wave, I would say. Mm. It, it is confusing. Anyone that's confused by wave or phase, <laughs> yup, I get it. Phases are big. <laughs> waves are small. But it really kind of cemented the idea that these five creators are doing the thing. The High Republic is these five. Like, we're not going to be swapping out a bunch of people and uh, – so I'm excited to see what their projects are, and God, I, ugh. it's it's over a week away, and I'm already excited. So next Friday, we will see you in Discord. We'll see you on Twitter. Cannot wait. And of course, whatever gets announced will be on our new releases page at utini.com. A lot of the website's getting a facelift, so you haven't been there in a while. Go over to Utini. Check out some of the new stuff. Our, uh, I believe our publishing order or our, our reading order just got revamped. Um, the, new, the release schedule is getting revamped. And, of course, the next two books coming out are Out of the Shadows, The High Republic, July 27th. And, as Tim mentioned, Tempest Runner, the audio drama, fully cast, that is starting – oh, that is starting recording today, July 12th. Uh, fun fact, that's starting – if you read Kevin Scott's newsletter, that is recording today. So they just got a session in. Woo! It's also exciting. Check out our new releases page at Utini. Frank, especially, thank you for keeping that up to date and get those pre-orders in. Um, all right, so going from pre-orders to things you've already ordered and read, look at that transition. Uh, Charles, we got three <laughs> book reviews over at the site that we want to talk about this week. Yeah, we sure do, and our first one is coming from Ashley B., who read Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, gave it four stars, and calls it a fun, character-driven read. Ashley goes on to say, Claudia Gray is my favorite Star Wars author, and for good reason. While this book's a bit slow at the beginning, it really picks up through the middle and end. I'm very much a character person more than an action person, so I really enjoyed this installment of The High Republic. 
Wreath and Affy especially were super amazing, and I'm looking forward to reading about their next adventures. So going back to the beginning times of the High Republic, it feels like just yesterday. Um, this is very much a character-driven novel. We did a lot of talking about it after it came out, and we had similar things to say about it. Um, and Drangir. Drangir. Yep. Yes. And, of course, if you want more Reef Plant monsters. out of the shadows, he is on the cover. So no spoilers, but he's coming back. All right. I love it. Uh, Tim, you want to take review number two? I will. So this is done by Lando, faithful reviewer. He reviewed The Courtship of Princess Leia by Dave Wolverton, gave it four stars, and the title is Surprisingly Wonderful, which I'm looking forward to because I have not read this one. So this book managed to do a lot of great and surprising things, not limited to being my favorite of the very few Legends books I've read, made rancors into lovable pets, introduced one of the cooler force-using groups in both Legends and especially cool in canon, a.k.a. the Night Sisters, and turned Whoop. a story about Princess Leia dating into a super fun adventure. I must say, Toxic is not the best color on Han Solo, or anyone for that matter. If this book were written today, Han's use of the gun that makes people do whatever the user asks would be a metaphor for relation for relationship abuse, which is just kind of skimmed over by the end of this book. In that regard, it has kind of aged poorly. However, the unique dynamic between males and females of both the Dathomir witches and the Hapens seems to try to make some kind of feminist statement that kind of gets lost when we are asked to forgive Han for literally kidnapping Leia. Oof. It's uncomfortable to read um, and think in depth about the actions of the characters and how obviously wrong it is for some actions to be made. But outside of that maze of problematic behavior and female empowerment, the book is full of great set pieces and action. Luke also has some of the best dialogue he has had so far, as I've read through the chronology of his post-ROTJ Legends journey. The way he talks about the Force to Ice Holder is often beautiful and inspiring. It's a very fun book that unfortunately is a product of its time and hasn't aged all that well, which in hindsight shows how far we've come in so short a time on issues of consent and male-female dynamics and relationships. Um, a wry, interesting read that I'd love to see a feminist scholar dissect in some sort of article or essay. Wow. Yeah. I want to uh, read this book. I know. When I, when I, I want to read it too. Yeah, this review came in and I was like, you know what? That would be interesting. I want to. I do want to like expand my own personal scope of modern people that know a lot more than me about a lot of issues going back to some old star wars to be like cool what can we take from this what can we learn from it and i think i made a great mm -hmm. point that like i think we take for granted sometimes how quickly writers have kind of like turned star wars on its head in in terms of those kind of more problematic issues which makes some of the older novels odd whereas like it's weird now to read a novel without like a female lead or like without any queer characters like it's it's just normalized now especially with higher public stuff but that doesn't mean that we can't go back to these books and still get some really great stories and some interesting things about it so really great review land i love that one yeah yeah thought a lot about that one clearly which is awesome mm -hmm. um wesley yes will you please read the third <laughs> and final review all right our third and final review is by moonflyer and they read Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Five stars. And this person says, wow, great setup for The Force Awakens. This is another book that I need to read as well. Um, I borrowed a free audiobook of this novel from the library to listen to during my daily commute. And wow, was it an awesome surprise. I knew the basic premise, but I love the way the story was built around Leia being the central figure without much Han and no Luke. 
The book introduces a bunch of new supporting characters and villains, and I was surprised at how much I ended up enjoying not just the Leia parts of it, but also all these new characters. But I think what this story really brings is some background and depth that really set up the stage for The Force Awakens. We get the basics from the film, but what Bloodline reveals is the New Republic politics and shadowy dealings that fund the rise of the First Order. This book is so good, I recommend everyone read this one. Definitely deserving of a top five slot on the Utini reading order. Well, that is high praise. I will echo and- that to the day's end. <laughs> And I have a question. Was Bloodline out before the movie came, before The Force Awakens? After. What a great question. Um, let's What's look, that? Can the, you, like let's look at the website. timeline tell us that? <laughs> yeah. I feel you know, like you know it what, was what one us. of the, wasn't it a road to The Force Awakens or no? It was a journey to The it, Force Awakens. Or a journey yes. to The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm literally looking so it up on our site right now because we, we should have a published date. See, I used the site just as Someone in the comments is going to beat us to it. <laughs> May 3rd, 2016. So this is after Force Awakens. Um, okay, okay. Had come out. But yeah, it is, it is a journey to... This book is one of the first canon books I read as well. And I agree with everything Moonflyer says. Just really great at setting up the political dynamics. Ransom Kesterfo is one of the best just OG book characters. Um, and if you want some yes. great Leia, be in Leia. Like, you get awesome, like, you can hear, like, Carrie Fisher's, like, voice as, as Claudia Gray writes it. She does such a great job at capturing that kind of old general Leia. Uh, it's great. I want to reread yeah, so it. So Ransom, Ransom Castrofo was the name that just eluded me as I read a, another book that was uh, Journey to a different series of movies. I know the one. Different movies, I see so. what you did yeah. there. I'm getting better at this, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh. Well, folks, if you want to review another book that Wes hasn't read, head over to utini.com, look up your book and its complete book profile. Scroll down to the bottom of the page where you'll see a bunch of user reviews or maybe no user reviews. Maybe you're the first. You can leave a one to five star score and a little bit of a description and we might read it on the show. Uh, also, guys, I gotta say, it just got a little steamy in here because we got our very own Brian from Pink Milk just joined the chat. What's up, buddy? Uh, What's up, Brian? So Friend. glad to see you. Um, and everyone else, because y'all, it's time to talk about one of my favorite things in Star Wars. It's toys. It's very simple. It's toys. We love toys. Uh, and before we get started on our conversation, I gotta give a shout out to our very own Star Wars Archives pod. Which just did a great show about this. Uh, Trevor and Jose talked about the history of Star Wars toys um, much more in depth than we're going to get here tonight. Uh, tonight is more of a celebration. Oh, go, Tim. And go. and yes. the legendary Frank was on that podcast as well, making his first <laughs> Utini podcast appearance. Not Frank counting made an appearance. Not counting the drunk Christmas parties, <laughs> as, he, as he makes sure to mention. <laughs> if you have not heard... The magnificent lilt <laughs> of Frank's voice. That's such you a need great to word. listen. And it, also, you have the whole timeline there. Basically, Frank and Trevor, mm-hmm. the guardians of everything that keeps our database going. Um, huge shout out to them. That's on our Patreon uh, feed. Again, that's a three month delay. It'll be available everywhere. But they talked about Star Wars toys, so great job for them. Um, boys, to start out, I want to go before we get into the general thing. Basic question. What was your first Star Wars toy? Charles, do you remember? I 
I don't know. I did know not put this in the certain. outline. I'll say it. No, yeah, it wasn't in the outline. <laughs> I don't know for certain. I have some pictures later where it's definitely one of the things that's there. Probably it was one of the like mid to late 90s original trilogy um, style toys because I was big on the original trilogy VHSs and I, I have home mm-hmm. videos. I actually tried to find that for tonight. I have an old home video I, I made my own Star Wars movie with all my action figures. And um, oh, I know a lot what? of them were, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll bring it to the show another night. But Patreon um, reward, Patreon reward. We got to monetize that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And um, I think it's like, it was probably Power of the Force figures. You know, I'm sure my earliest ones were probably some of the heroes. Yeah. The ones, exactly. Eric is um, <laughs> puffing himself up like the Michelin man because Power of the Force toys were built like <laughs> Mark McGuire in 1998. You know, they were all they were all setting a home run record for a single season. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Just, Leia could have crushed 85 homers in a season in that. It doesn't even matter, man. All right, great. Uh, Tim, what about you? Do you remember? Uh, I do not, but I do, I do remember one of the first things that I had, at the very least, was the original trilogy Monopoly. Um, oh, and it sure. had it had like the like pewter characters that I mean like you did not bend them. You put them away as soon as you were done. You didn't mm-hmm. want to ruin it, bend the <laughs> lightsaber, nothing like that. But it was one of the coolest things. I just thought it was great that there was like paper money, like the Monopoly money, obviously, but it had like Arabesh on it. That's one of one of the first things I remember. Love that. Wes? I had I actually didn't have it. It was my sister's. Yeah, you stole it. So yeah, and, and this is what I uh, this is what I added on to uh, Star Wars archives. So I made a little cameo on there. Um, I had uh, one of the original Ewok stuffed toys, which was Wicket, and it wasn't my favorite toy, but it was my first toy. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't my favorite toy because there was like a a little bit of. Uh, dried milk kind of on the back of it or dried food or something and it was always there and i always remember that i was just like oh this is the Visceral. one that has that stuff on it and i was like Hugh. but um i got a there's a picture of it part of it this is what it was oh it was this yeah guy. nice and, and, and it was on the back it was on the back of the head so <laughs> <laughs> i still Man. remember to this day it i'm sure it's a uh, long wow. gone by now but yeah that was my first toy that used to be my sister's but is now mine well that's that is awesome. I'm going to – Blind Fates in the chat just put up what I what, – part one of what I was going to say. The Star Wars Taco Bell toys. I had a ton of those. I remember the Boba Fett that was, like, flying and you could, like, spin on, like, a gyroscope thing. And then what I what I meant to bring up from – they're literally in our storage unit right now. I meant to bring these up today. I had the play sets. There was a Hoth play set that you could, like, fold out. And then it was, like, Echo Base. And then there was also a uh, – I had the Return of the Jedi play set that had, like, the – Figures that were like you know maybe an inch tall, if that, and they had a um, a Sarlacc pit that you could press a thing and it would go ara 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 ara, and then there was an Endor <laughs> one where you could pick a lot. Like there was a, it was a tri playset things, and gosh, I don't know how I didn't choke on all these little things. There were so many little pieces. Is this yeah? Is this the, the Boba Fett thing right oh there? My <laughs> That's so. Oh epic. my god! It seems like you bring a big bigger. Piece yes. Oh my god! That was exactly oh, it. <laughs> Those are exactly the ones. Well, and in the in the Star Wars archives episode, they talked about the repurposing of other brands of toys that they use for mm-hmm. Star Wars. That feels mm-hmm. very much like a Superman mold that they just turned into Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, they put a new coat of paint on that. No question. Uh, 
So that's how we started, but that's not obviously how Star Wars started, right? So, Wes, let's, let's throw up a picture of what we all started at. So back in all the right. day, right, George Lucas was like, I'm making this movie, and there's going to be a lot of characters, but what i got to do <laughs> is i got to make toys because they're for kids, and that's how I build an empire. And he did, um, and what they did, they got the original Kenner toys. Now, these original ones, uh, there was... Over 100 action figures that were released from 1978 to 85. They all had this very similar, like, pretty simplistic mold, right? It was, uh, you had, had the the lightsabers were, like, weird telescopic things. They had maybe two colors at most. A lot of vinyl capes, right? Like, (laughs) I remember, like... I was I was a little older getting back into Star Wars, and I went back and looked at these things, and I'm like, these were the most popular things in the world? Like, knowing Black Series nowadays, what do you guys think about these original designs? Like, do you still have nostalgia for these, even though we may not have owned them at the time because we were too young? Or, like, do they just seem kind of dated now? Also, Brian says, still has those. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Massive respect. I love these toys. I've always wanted to remake... The cantina scene with all of the three and three quarter inch figures. What a dream! And have that just have that displayed uh, in the living room, like where people need to see it. But uh, light that. I mean, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, you can do it. Star Wars nativity scene. Yeah, (laughs) and always, always have, uh, always have um, either Max Rebo playing because I'll have him. I'll have both Mm -hmm. the. <laughs> Both the Return of the Jedi part where we go to Jabba's palace and the Cantina scene because I have you know unlimited amounts of money like Charles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, so other than uh, the glorious holiday display that Wes is going to have, uh, Charles, Tim, do you guys, how do you guys feel about these guys? Um, I mean they're they're just perfect. I, I mean honestly, I mean if I if yes. I could have these right now, I would. And I'm not honestly up front even a big toy collector. Like we'll go through the things that I have, but um I would I would be so stoked to have these because they really are just like a remnant of their time. Like I, I feel you could hold yeah. one of these and you are in 19 I guess these came out in probably 78, not 77, but you are right back in that year and mm-hmm. um yeah, I I would love to to have at least one of these. So this is the emperor with the hunchback, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> number I love, I love Vader <laughs> is wearing like his cape. There is that number thirty nine. Uh, yeah, it looks yeah. like he's wearing the Macklemore <laughs> fur coat from thrift shop. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, God. I get that parody album. Uh, my favorite thing about these, if I could, if I could ask for the camera one second, Wes. Uh, my favorite story about these um, that a lot of you probably already know is the Snaggletooth story. So, you talked about the Cantina people, Wes, right? Mm-hmm. All these weird monsters. Those were the toys. Those were the things, and they named them ridic- Goat Man and Yak Face and all these ridiculous things, right? <laughs> the Snaggletooth uh, was was. One of the one of the beings, and they first came out with this like pretty big, like three and three quarter inch figure in blue. And then the movie came out, and he was really short in red, so they immediately canceled it. And so the blue Snaggletooth, if you all look online for these original toys, goes for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Why I bring this up selfishly is because right before we started this <laughs> show, I came out to my desk to set up because I'm prompt and I'm responsible, 
And I found these on my desk out of nowhere, um, which for our audio listeners are the red and blue Snaggletooth Funko Pops. Uh, because I, my partner Charlie, is an enabler. Um, she buys me a lot of Funkos, um, and she hides them in our apartment for holidays. And she was like, "Are oh, you doing a toy episode here. And fun fact about the red and blue Snaggletooth Funko Pops is when they released these, they did the red ones. But for every fifth Funko, they released a blue one. Oh, wow. So they kind of did an homage to that release model by putting them in Funko Pops. So that's the kind of stuff I love about Star Wars toy collecting still is that there is so much reverence for the history of the toys that they'll do dumb stuff like that. And you know what? I, or my loving partner, will absolutely buy it. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, just verifying what you said, mm-hmm. this is the blue Snaggletooth <laughs> on eBay. Oh uh, Wes, can you, can you read, that, uh, read that price right now for our audio listeners? The 1978 Kenner Star Wars blue Snaggletooth with toe dent CAS 85 Sears exclusive. Get ready, U.S. one thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Buy it now. Why not? <laughs> Holy Bale Organa. Oh, I'm glad they specified oh with God. the toe dent because I was worried. Yes. <laughs> Without that, it's only worth like you know eight hundred dollars or something. But oh my gosh, that's amazing. So we we started there, right? We started with all these figures. Over the years, guys, last I checked, I don't remember what source this was, there have been over 300 million Star Wars action figures, like, produced, sold, awesome. We got everything from action figures, uh, ships, Lego, lightsabers, Funko, right? We had these giant evolutions. We've gone from those Kenner dolls, which are, like, awesome. We love them. Not the most realistic in the world, (laughs) um, to... Black series models where there's digital scans of the faces and people will complain if the movie accuracy of the figure is off. Um, (laughs) That's where we are now. Uh, So I want to ask you guys philosophically, right? We went from things like, here, I'll show, this is my my Slave 1 from when I was a child that I still have, um, which if you can, if you hit a little thing, the cargo bay door opens and there's a little Han Solo inside that you can take out and stuff. It's great. Um, But we went from stuff like this that were clearly meant for, like, kids' toys, right, for holidays or whatever, to now pre-orders for Black Series for Funkos are, like, internet internet events. You have to set a time. Our our Slack channels go crazy whenever there are drops with tagging because you got to make sure you order them. And just philosophically for you guys, is this a good evolution? Like, does it make sense? We want to we want to get the merchandise. We're all older now. We grew up. Or do you think this should still be aimed at a younger audience? No, I think these should definitely be pushed for kids, adults, for everyone. Okay, for everybody. Because um, as a as a businessman, as a busy businessman, man of business, um, right? you you, you want to market to as many people as possible, right. and that being adults and children. So. Um, Plus, I mean, I also don't think they should go away from the three and three quarter inch figures, and I don't think they have, um, because you're going to catch the nostalgia factor from the, the the older folk that have seen um, Star Wars for the very first time in theaters, um, four, five, and six, and then you have you can catch the people that are looking for more intricate, um, much like the Black Series figures, 
And this is my Cad Bane oh. right here. This is the first one that I bought. Wow. I had to find me a Cad Bane. His pants are wrinkled. Both like, of his guns. Yeah, look at that. That's insane. <laughs> and his hat, I mean, his hat comes off, Whoa! everyone. Look at that. I didn't expect <laughs> that for some reason. That threw me. Yeah. And and they make they they make separate stands for them. And then Etsy makes even more intricate stands mm-hmm. for your uh, Black Series figures. So um, I think the more the merrier. I think it's great. I think it's just go full out uh, kiss. Yeah, with the with the market. I think these right. I think these toys more than probably any other Star Wars merchandise do kind of connect you to that inner kid once again. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like mm-hmm. that. Uh, what I don't know, birthday, holiday, whatever it is. Like opening up a, a Star Wars figure or like going to the store with your caretaker and finding a Star Wars toy and getting it down off the pegs. Like that is a straight up magical moment as a kid. Yeah. So like philosophically. Uh, I think that's what it's doing, and I think it's great that adults can still kind of have that experience and connect to that um, now, and I'm really stoked that kids have that opportunity still today. Like, Star Wars could have not taken off, guys. It could have not made yeah, it, but it's absolutely. still here. True. It still has, like, its whole own aisle in most, uh, you know, big box stores. It's just, mm-hmm. it's incredible. That's- yeah, it could have it crashed and burned like Star Trek. So. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, shots, fired. shots fired. I mean, phasers fired or something like that. <laughs> phasers set something. To, to, to none, am I right? Be myself, Scotty. <laughs> no, it's it's great because, I mean, it keeps the fandom alive um, in yeah. some way, shape, or form. I mean, you can't always, especially as an adult, you might not have three hours to sit down and watch a film, but you sure as heck can rearrange your Funko seven different ways from Sunday to yeah. reenact all of those scenes that you know yeah. by heart already. And that's so cool. Yeah, well, and I, th- and I think it's fun too now that we we have had this evolution of stuff because you still get the the basic sabers. Like Tim, Tim, you brought out your saber earlier. I have uh, my saber from when I was a kid. My my oh now now Charles, you'll love this. This is whose hilt is this? Uh, this, this is, is o- Vader. This is Obi's hilt. One yep, of his early hilts. Hilt. Yeah, Holy exactly. Uh, and I got this when I was a child, right around the time Attack of the Clones came out, and. It's got a a purple (laughs) blade. It's purple because no one cared, and that was like that was the moment. And it's like this is one of my favorite things I own because it's this would never get made now. This is not correct. This is a purple blade on an Obi Wan thing. It's fine, and I love it. But also, we can still have things now like this, which is my Galaxy's Edge Skywalker Reforge saber, and like they're both. This is way more money than this and eh. me well depending right but me as a child could love this and me as an adult can love the collecting value of this and i think the brilliance of star wars toys now is that they're all still toys but now you can have like you're saying wes you can have all those different audiences the adults can get the black series that maybe you don't take out of the box or maybe you buy the etsy stand and me you put them up and the kids will be like i'm gonna tear it open and i'm gonna lose the hat of cad bane because that's blue man and that's what blue man goes and meets stick girl or like you know i think that's really fun. <laughs> yeah yeah literally i paid 30 dollars just to get this stormtrooper lego that's yep. it yeah <laughs> Sounds that right. many things. I, I, oh man i did not want the the at at or the the chicken walker whatever it was that came with it i just wanted this and I don't even know what happened to the rest of the set. I think I threw it away or something. I don't you know. You got it. But I got it. Um, yeah, and it's it's cool that we can do stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So now let's let's do our what I 
what I was really excited for about this show. Uh, let's go around and talk about some of our favorite toys. And in the chat, we've seen all kinds of people talking about uh, some toys that they're getting. Throw, throw some of either your most recent toys or your favorite toys in the chat. Um, let's just kind of geek out for a little bit together. Let's have a good night about it. So, I believe we have a lot of pictures we want to go through. Is that right, Wes? Quite a few. Yes, sir. All right. So, let's go through a couple. We'll describe them to our audio listeners. And if it's your toy... Shout it out, and then I got some uh, physical ones I want to show here at the end. All right, this is me. Um, so I was a, a prequel baby, as as one would be, uh, being my age. And so what is on screen now is an N1 Naboo Starfighter and a Trade Federation Battle Droid uh, ship, but this is a laser tag set. Um, oh my god, have, what? They're on like, like <laughs> joysticks and they have triggers ever. underneath them. <laughs> and, uh, when, when my brother and I, after we were done rewatching episodes of Nickelodeon Guts um, and jumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, Agro Crag, where you at? Yep, right? Do, do, do uh, you have it? We would take these things and run all over the house just trying to pew pew. They came with the sound effects and like it had to be like direct line of sight. There's a little red knob towards the oh, top yeah, of the trigger. Oh yeah, no. And you've you got to click it. Yeah. And then you're like shut down for like 10 seconds. And uh, my brother always won. And I was always so upset about it. And I don't know why. But um, it was it was just it was a blast. Straight up 90s. And that N1 Naboo Starfighter, man, that is the oh. most beautiful ship in Star Wars. Fight me. I know. I agree. Tim, be honest with us. Did you ever use the TV remote as a second gun? Because you could use that infrared. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, man. You could use a TV remote for a laser tag. Dude, you were 20 years too late on telling me this. <laughs> it doesn't have to be too late, Tim. It doesn't. Uh, shout out to Brian right. in the chat saying the Galaxy of Adventures Boba Fett. The Galaxy of Adventures toys are rad because they look exactly like the show. Love those. All right, what do we got next? Yep. What, what right, is this, this? Yeah, so this one is also me. So I think this is a 1995... Uh, Millennium Falcon. I'm not sure if it's Kenner. Um, I couldn't tell you. But anyways, it opens up like a waffle maker. Um, so whenever it's closed, you, you can see the full Millennium Falcon. But whenever you open it up, there's like a little uh, jarric table. There's a, a little blaster. The top turret um, has two little orange dots that shoot you. Um, and Tim, every time a, I open it up, there's a full it, Y-wing in there. Yeah, there's a baby, <laughs> a little a little baby Y-wing in there. Um, they came with that. these little. They came with these little like thimble-sized characters that you were supposed to be able to like stuff into the the cockpit and everything. They've got little trap doors because, of course, you got to smuggle yourself sometimes. That's where oh, I put sure. my, my five and ten dollar bill allowances. Um, <laughs> and then occasionally my Hot Wheels cars. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it's really cool. I've never seen anything like it, and it took me forever to find it online. Um, and I, I really want to get it again now. Um, oh, it, Jacob wow. had it in the chat. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is this is totally retro 90s. Yeah. Just like, I mean, the manila color of on mm -hmm. the... The, the best part, <laughs> though, the best part is that the back end uh, where the, I guess, the the engine or whatever, the hyperdrive mm -hmm. blasts off, whatever, it's got a handle on it. So you can close I the waffle that. maker and then take it to your friend's house with everything still intact <laughs> and you don't have to worry about getting a bag or anything like that. It's so cool. <laughs> I love this. This is, wow. And, and, and like even like I can feel what that plastic looks like just looking mm -hmm. at that. Um. Yep. That looks incredible. Also, going back to the chat here, we also we got a ton of responses, which is great. Be Nasty has the 10-inch Babu Frick that I'm I'm not quite drunk enough to buy yet, but we'll see someday. 10-inch um, Babu Funko, which, as Brian says, is taller than life-size. 
And uh, <laughs> oh man, okay, Andar gets into those Star Wars fig pins. I have avoided them, but I keep seeing them at Target. I am very, very tempted because they look incredible. Oh, and let's see, Dean Nizamov says, I've been gifting all my unopened episode one figures to my son. He loves them and he opens that's them and cool. plays with them. That's awesome. That's great. That's oh, so wow. Cool. That's just, that's probably fun to watch. Just yeah. opening figures like that. And I'm man. glad, and also just a side note, I'm glad you let him open them because I know some people yeah. like, I don't know, I'm not a box yeah. collector, so I always remember to be played with. All right, what do we got on the screen now? Who is this? All right, this is also me. I think Tim, my this God. Is, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> These are uh, Power of the Force action figures. Um, my favorites on this list, you got R2-D2 down in the bottom left. Um, his little middle leg, um, always like, it was adjustable, so it could come out if you wanted to wheel him, um, or you could stick it up and he would just kind of stand there. But the best part was the capes that these things came with. Yeah, these are um, And like, you just detach starch. them and throw them <laughs> on people. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, they came with little blasters and, and lightsabers and jetpacks. I think Boba yeah, Boba came with a jetpack. Um, but yeah, it's just a wall of Power of the Force. I used to run these things over with my Hot Wheels all the time. Um, Darth Vader was thick. Um, he was like the heaviest of them all, and I could never knock him down. Dude, look at those pecs on that Stormtrooper in the second mm-hmm. row. That's so distracting to me. Like, dude never skips the bench press. Look yeah, at Greedo's that. got a wide stance. Look how wide that stance is by Greedo. Yep. And when I was going back and looking, Han has like, I think that's Han anyways, has like these orange accents on his vest. Yeah. And I haven't seen that on any other Han characters before. Um, I I don't think that's very movie accurate. Um, It could be worth $1,199. You never know. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) My God. And that Luke chest with that deep plunging V-neck. It's like, are you a little thick for a stormtrooper, my guy? Like, my goodness. (laughs) Yep. And uh, Greedo looking at that seafoam green outfit that he is. Perfect. Well done. Thank you. Love those. All right. What do we got next? Okay. This is one of my photos and probably the next few kind of all go together because Uh this was my second wave of getting into Star Wars toys. So I had all the ones when I was a young kid, right? I had Power of the Force series, all those things. Um, and then when the Clone Wars came out, I s- just happened to be in the store one day and I saw one of these and I just love the animation style and it was so cool to see it in little three and three quarter inch plastic hanging right there. And so I got one and then I was like, oh, this one's pretty cool. I'm going to get another one. I'm going to get another one. And lo and behold, pretty soon half of my bookshelf was just Clone Wars, three and three quarter inch <laughs> figures that I had all set yeah, up. Buddy. So. Um, Wes, you can even kind of scroll through the next few pictures, maybe, mm-hmm. but you know you can see you can see oh some my of God. my shock favorite here. That shock T is right. Quinlan's back All there, in the back. and I and I oh kept this gosh. up actually through even early Rebels. That's actually Canon Jars that you can't quite make out in yeah. the middle in the very back. Mm. Um, but I mean, these <laughs> things were great. These it's and they got better and too. better. Very very and good Mace quality. Mace Windu, your favorite character. Mace is there. Check out Cody back there. The um, the troopers were next level in in this entire entire wow. line of toys. Um, yeah, so you got Hondo over there with his oh, no! with his and <laughs> monkey lizard on his head. Pre Vizsla back there. Embo's back there, who was one of my all time favorites from the show. Hero. I mean, um, and of course, I should mention Cad Bane is front and center. And I guess is this the exact figure you had, Wes, or is this something different? No, his pants aren't it's as something wrinkly different. as Wes's. Yeah, these are uh, not as wrinkly. That's true. Mine is the black series. Oh, okay. Yours is, yours is the nicer version. But I will say my three and three quarter inch <laughs> came with Toto down there. 
Notice Toto. <laughs> yeah, I it did. Need, so, yeah, I, I love <laughs> these. I still have all them. Oh, uh, yeah, and these are important. Um, so they all came with these <laughs> cards, okay? They all came with a card and some dice, and there was an actual game that you could play with these figures. Like, you could battle them based on it. So there's a stack of some of my cards and shows you, you know, Kit Fisto's stats and all that stuff. And just adding that layer to it was a lot of fun. I never actually fought anybody with them, but I could have. And that's all that matters. Not the best Dude, at repairing ships, we apparently. Are, we are going to straight up, <laughs> when we when we finally hang out in person after all these years, we're going to come to wherever you are. You need to get all these figures, all these cards, and we're going to make a drinking game out of Clone Wars <laughs> dice battles. Yeah, I'm there the for best it, best night of my life. I am there for it. Wow. Okay, Who's all right, these? this is still me. Your, I think these are... Here's this one on the guest bed. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so these are some of my old uh, things as well. Like These are from when I was a kid, but they're some of my like bigger toys, some of the like bigger pieces that I had. Some of them feel quite random. Like, why did I end up with a Ronto on the right? Uh, I don't <laughs> know, but I'm so happy that I have it. Uh, so you've got a Ronto there on the right, which is one of the Tatooine beasts. It looks kind of like a dinosaur if you're not familiar with it. You got the snow speeder there that was the perfect size for the three and three quarter inch figures. So they fit perfectly in that cockpit. Mm. Um, you got Luke's mm. speeder over there on the left. You got some speeder bikes. The grossest Jabba ever, okay? Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The second grossest, the first grossest Jabba yeah. is that mug that Frank has now. That's yeah. true. Sure. That's the That's grossest true. Jabba. This Jabba. It looks like somebody poked his eyes yeah. out. Well, this Jabba, his <laughs> eyes, I should have taken a close up picture. It, they're really creepy. They're like cat eyes. And if you turned his tail to the left <laughs> and right, if you like moved it back and forth, his upper body yeah. waddled left and right like he was, oh my, like no. he was slithering it's along. It's so disturbing. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh he my, did like why does the he look dance. like he just? Why does he look like he just walked out of the grudge or something? He looks horrifying. <laughs> he, he does. That's that's what I also respect about the old school kids' toys. They didn't care if they were horrifying or with scars for life. They're like, no, it's the movie. It's true. This is how it looks. Like <laughs> they gotta be true. pretty now. It's like, no, no, no. We want vile, disgusting slime monsters. Okay. All right. This this is my next picture. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, this yeah, is this your uh, your razor, your lady's razor? Listen, Charles? this is. <laughs> What y'all see on the screen here is uh, not Gillette, the best a man can get. It is the Star Wars Comtech. Lady Gillette. These were, this is something that came out with the prequel toys. I think the earliest, it would have been with the Phantom Menace um, toys because yep. that's what a lot of these are from. And every figure came with this little plastic piece uh, with a little chip in it. And you can see a ring of them that I have on the left side. If you then took these chips and you put them over that little red dot at the bottom of the ComTech, it would read out a few different lines from that character in the movies. And Wes, switch to me real quick. Switch the camera to me. (gasps) Because I I didn't bring any toys back with me, but I brought my ComTech. And that's I brought. Oh, it's a lot bigger than I thought. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, it's like I'm gonna hold it up. It's like almost. The size of my head. And I brought all these chips, and I got a fresh 9-volt battery, and I put it oh in here. Oh, my God. I don't oh, know. Oh, my God. I don't know if <laughs> we'll be able great. to hear this, honestly, through the mic, but we're going to try real quick. I'm going to fire this up for the first time probably since 2005. I don't know. 
<laughs> all right, all right, it powered on. Okay, okay. All right, we got a poop. Uh, who should I? Who should I try out here? Let's. I mean, Obi Wan, right? Yeah, you, gotta, you have to. All right, you have to do yeah. Obi Wan. Right, let me find Obi Wan. It might take me a I minute. He's, looks like a. It, it looks like he's like a, a charm bracelet. <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't come on this cool chain. Okay, guys, that was all me. You wait. You had your own chain. <laughs> that was all me. I don't think I wore these around my neck, but I wouldn't put it past me. All right, here goes Obi Wan. I found his chip. I don't know if we'll hear it or not, but we'll try. Ready? Yep. Can you hear oh anything? Oh my god. It worked. Yeah. I okay. heard it. All right, hold on. So it's playing one of his lightsaber battles. Yep, yep. The council have granted me permission to train you. That's not you and McGregor. No, no, wow. it is. It is, but Wait, this it? was 1999. Uh, this technology is not very good, okay? Um, it is. No, it is all legit lines, though, from from wow. the movies. Um, and I had so That's much cool. fun with these. I, I use this all the gift. time. Oh, wait a, yeah. Way to go, Charles. Now we're going to get demonetized. Oh, yeah, we probably will. <laughs> no, they won't recognize those lines. It's okay. Dude, that's, that is <laughs> totally. so cool. And that's what I love about these old school things, too. It's like Nokia phones. Like, you know what? Yeah. They still work. Yeah. New battery, I don't care. Yeah. An iPhone from two years ago is going to break, but this freaking toy from 1999 is like, I got it. It's a different <laughs> time. Work. It was a different time. All right, what's next? All right. Oh, my just, God, more Thick Boy yeah, Luke. Just a, uh, a close-up of some of the Power of the Force figures I have. You can see I played with them enough that both of them have bald spots on the top of their heads. Um, there's <laughs> Luke on the right with his bent lightsaber, and there is Lando Pectoralis Calrissian on the yes. left. With, beefed, my man. With his plug-in cape. He has got a full-on six-pack. I love Wearing these. an extra small <laughs> long sleeve tee, as far as I can see. Yes, tell. I just wanted to show these, but that's all there is to talk about with those. Now these, um, these are Shadows of the tell Empire specific Vader. toys. Okay. Now, spoiler alert: I have not actually read Shadows of the Empire, but as a kid, <laughs> I clearly thought the figures looked awesome. That's Chewie on right. the right uh, with all kinds of gadgets and things, and then on the left, this is a Darth Vader who I have researched because I was like, what is this cape, right? Um, he came in a two-pack with Shizor, and this is Shizor's little cape that I clearly lost Shizor and decided Vader looked better in this cape with the purple accenting. So, Which he does. He looks great. Yes. The good so, thing, though, sure. is that I, I, have, I have Shizor with the cape. Wes, if you want to throw it to me, and well, I can show you what it should look like. Tim, if you Let's had if Let's you had Shizor without the cape, no! I would accuse you right now of something. He is so <laughs> creepy. Oh my god, he's yeah. So he's got that sick, the sick pony too in the back. I mean, look at for that. children. And how cool children. is it for that children. there are action figures for basically a, a novel? I mean, I know it was more yeah, than that, but like wild. how? Well, yeah. spoilers for our our final question of the night. <laughs> That's Whoops. awesome. Well done, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. All right, and now this is I, hopefully one of my last ones. I've been talking forever. I apologize. These I have oh, a man. huge, huge bin of these toys, okay? I should have taken a picture of that. These are a couple I picked out that I was like, you know I had a lot of toys when I had figures for these people, right? Like, <laughs> there's an authority on the left. There's a yak face. I have a Malakili, for God's sake. I have a got an action figure. Yes, I have a Shistaven in there in the middle, the Wolfman. Got a Jawa, got the medical droid. Rick Oli, we've got um, R5, and then specifically Force Ghost Yoda. And I actually, now that I look at that, I think that is Anakin. um, That's Anakin. I I thought it was Obi-Wan at first. But yeah, they're just Force Ghost versions of them. So they're all one color, like blue glowy plastic. (laughs) 
Um, why did I need that version? Because even all they did in the movies was stand there like they're doing. I don't know, but I had them. <laughs> God, I, sh- I, they, yeah, no, I, and, and I try not to give in to like the why don't we have X character toys? Because you know, there's different reasons. But back in the day, they were just doing everything. Oh yeah, L- look at these Wolfman, Yakman, Malakili, the, sh- the the shirtless Rancor herder. Like, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. That's beautiful, Charles. Thank I you. I love that. Oh, We're not done, all right. Charles. I think this is the last one. These are <laughs> legitimate cake toppers from my five-year-old birthday cake that I still have to this day. Um, wow. So on the on the left is Vader. On the right is Luke. They're just wow. crappy little plastic figures, but they have little flat things on their feet for where they would balance on the cake. And their sabers have both since broken off, but for some reason I could never uh, get rid of these. And um, I'm excuse really me, I was, I... excuse me, Charles. This is not movie accurate. Luke yeah, should have yeah. a gloved hand um, because he he has lost his hand in return of the Jedi. So I'm sorry it's to say true. you started your fifth year of this life with a lie. Yes, I sit I on a throne maybe of lies. you put the candles in the sabers. Oh, that's better. No, that would have probably been cooler, but the said. wax would have dripped <laughs> right onto the cake. So that's not even functional. Right. Come right, on. Charles, man. can you please use these for every birthday you have going forward for the rest of your life? Uh, if I'm ever with you guys for one of my birthdays, I will pledge that right now. I will bring these for whatever <laughs> cake we have. Marvelous. Good. Perfect. Good Perfect. Uh, so those were your, those were y'all guys. Wes, did you have some? Right. I have a couple, got, but buddy? mine are fairly recent. Mm. So mine are fair. I got a, a centerpiece here of a black series Vader, Ooh. which is him. looks like pretty much rogue one slash <laughs> esque, uh, scene right here where he cuts through the door yeah so i have this like power stance too that's like full yeah, crotch very, forward vader his his <laughs> cape like his cape right here is so intricately done it's like all batman. plastic whatever yeah it's very yeah, batman that's a great it's a definite point batman so I, and i still have the box too so I'll, when i package it up and say that it's brand new on ebay then don't say anything <laughs> hey everyone listening um, and watching be cool be cool <laughs> Okay. One of my absolute favorites that's not really a toy, and it came out just last year, is this Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Like the yes. old-style yeah. tin lunchbox. Lunchbox collecting is so fascinating to me. And I knew that I was I wanted one for display, and I knew that I wanted one for, like, just to throw shit into. Um, like lunch. But, so the front is Empire Strikes Back when they're in the Millennium Falcon, and that's... Uh, Han and Leia and C-3PO and, uh, and Chewie. Mm-hmm. And then on the side here, we have the more characters from Empire Strikes Back. Vader prominently on there with Lando in the back. And on the opposite side, we have Yoda and Luke with, uh, with wow. R2. I want to make that my wallpaper. That's gorgeous. It's this so is cool. So and then cool. Luke on a Tauntaun. That's a lot of artwork so for it's one It's incredibly detailed. For sure. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I bought two. I have this one that I display, and the other one I have a bunch of my uh, my nerdy mechanical keyboard keyboard parts in uh, in the other. Ooh, one. great question so, from the um, chat. Does that have a thermos? <laughs> it doesn't have a thermos, no! and I looked no. for it, and that's that's the thing that I was like, <laughs> man, it's just le- this would be a legit uh, legit tin lunchbox if it had the thermos, the thermos. but it did not. Thermos has were such thermos, a which, key you know, part of culture, and they have all but disappeared now. I know. Kids don't just drink soup for lunch anymore, and I find that makes them weak. I'll say it. 
<laughs> then my very last one outside of my Cad Bane is Captain Rex, right here. That's my boy. And I, That's my boy. I got him. This, this was oh. my second figure after Cad Bane, but I got him before I saw the price hike on this guy. Yeah, so dude. I've seen this well done. dude get sold for like fifty or sixty bucks, and I got him for twenty. Wow. Um, so done. yeah, it's um very intricate done, just like the other ones, and he has his has his little skirts here. It's great. Yeah, in both guns, and he stands upright. I mean, it's great. His helmet, the 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 detailing man. Still, yeah, the detail on the helmet is great. So. Um, these are, I don't usually buy like, uh, figurines or, you know, action figures or whatever, but I've, I've turned over a new leaf. I like these. <laughs> Black series are cool. <laughs> and that's what's about starting as an adult is that, oh, I have, I have money now. I can get yeah. these things. Uh, I mean, not to mention I have a helmet. So when these helmets yeah. came in, um, those are awesome. I have a, I have a, fr- I have a friend at work that, uh, when it, when he pre-orders stuff, he'd be like, Hey, did you get yours? And he's like, do you even have to ask? And he like sends me a picture of him with his helmet on. And I was like, yeah, you're such a dork. I love it. I love that. One of my best friends also, he's just got into a lot of the black series and stuff. And I always get the pictures. That's, that's part of the fun of it. Right? Like, cause I, as a lot of you may know, I'm, I am a Funko almost purist. I get a lot of Star Wars Funkos. I will, I will ask now as I, as I talk a little bit in the chat, if you want to guess how many Star Wars Funkos I have, please put your guesses in the chat. I will tell you in a little bit. Um, but I want to start off by just showing you all the first two Star Wars Funkos I ever got. Um, number one, right here, this is our boy Poe Dameron um, from The Force Awakens. This is where they still had like the basic kind of dead shark eyes, where the molds were still pretty, <laughs> pretty usual. Um, and I got him on the same day yeah, with this guy, with Kylo Ren. Mm. Because I went to a Target at like midnight when on a four on the first Force Friday, uh, before everything, and these are the first two I got, and I'm like, oh cool, I'll buy these two Funkos. This won't awaken anything in me. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Oh hey, there it is. There was an awakening, if you will. Um, and then it did, and then I started collecting more and more, and I don't, I can't still explain to this day why I love the Funkos so much, but they're all displayed easily because they got the bases right. Um, but I did just want to show real quick the two that I I think I love the most in my collection, but it changes day by day. This one right here is a Queen Amidala, which is ex- pretty hard to get, but there's a story behind this one. Because I'm not a box collector, uh, Charlie, my partner, is amazing at buying them. That she is, she finds them for amazing deals everywhere, um, and she found this from this like hobby shop in Rhode Island. This guy was selling out of the box, no base Amidala for a really good price. And we got her, and then we bought a second Bib Fortuna, and that's the base. This is a Bib Fortuna base, which we tossed the second one because he's really creepy and his teeth are disturbing. <laughs> uh, so I love her. And then um, one that a lot of people on our team have started to get, it's this <gasps> guy. Speak. I mean, mm, it's the Thrawn. He's perfect. Grand Admiral Thrawn, I love, I love this pop. I love him in Rebels. I love him in the new books. Um, he was an exclusive to track down, and I just, I just really love the posing, the detailing, and it brings back what we talked about with Shadows of the Empire. Where like, even though he's technically a Rebels pop, it's the characters from books getting more respect and getting more, you know, a little more merchandising, um, which has led me to now. We have a couple guesses that are way more in the chat than I have, and one that's under. Uh, I did a count today. As of now, I have 252 Star Wars Funkos. 
And, and I have 21 wow. on pre-order because of Mando and all kinds of other things. So uh, very excited. I, wow. I wish it was 1,138. So Ryan, you have to like sideways. You have to never get another. <laughs> you have to like sideways walk through the <laughs> entire because apartment. Because I do still live in a one bedroom apartment, <laughs> and most of these Funkos are all in this this room I'm in, my living room. They're all on the bookshelves, and they're all around. We there's uh, a thing on my wall I look at right now where I put them on shelves and things. I was gonna um, say like you're showing these off, and there's like at least twelve to fifteen more in the background that I can find. <laughs> that you're not even yeah. trying to show for the podcast. It's just no just Easter egg hunt. But you know, but can it, I can yeah. I take? A, I would take. I'd like to take one second of your time, Eric. I want to show off Please my do. entire Funko collection right now. Ready? Oh my God! Yes. Um, this is the one. This is the one Funko that I own. It is an yes. Obi Wan with his hood up and his lightsaber ignited, and it's awesome. And shout out to Adam Dyson who got this for me for one of our Utini holiday parties. Um, I'm not. It hasn't awakened something in me where I'm going to go be the next Eric, but I'm really, really pleased <laughs> to have this one. So thank you, Adam. <laughs> well, we got to get you more Obi-Wans, man. Uh, in the chat, we asked, uh, what do we think about the Bad Batch Pops? I love the Bad Batch Pops. Uh, I have minor waiting on a Target pre-order, except oh, I got a, I got Omega. Uh, got, got her this week. Um, I'm still waiting on Tick in Hunter. <laughs> In Ricky, in Ekka. So that's great. Uh, so those are a bunch of our favorite things, and I want to ask you guys, kind of as we as we as we kind of close up this night of just celebrating toys from our youth, toys from our present. Going forward, what are some of our most anticipated, either I don't know, hypothetical toys we could get uh, if you're looking forward to any future purchases actively or where do you think Star Wars toys go from here? I think we would so all questions. agree with High Republic toys of any kind, right? Like whether it's yes. Funkos, whether it's three. And I'll three buy. Quarter. I'll buy Black Series. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean Black Series, whatever yeah. it is. I think that that feels like kind of the next one of the next steps for even further legitimizing this era and like cementing it in the legacy that is Star Wars. Like it's it's hard not to go right for that one. Yeah. So when we one day when we all grow up and we have jobs, I think sideshow collectibles uh figures should be in all of our arsenals if uh, if the if the money does so choose to go into our pockets. Uh my God, those yeah, things are incredible. So awesome. I mean if anybody doesn't know, the sideshow collectible toys are they're more like uh statues. Um, and they are roughly what between two and three hundred dollars. Yeah, about uh, West. Um, West is that... it? I, I I have a I have an Ahsoka and a Rex on pre-order right now. Oh Don't my. tell other people. Oh, Holy um, they... crap, Eric! He's but, into I, these oh now. my because, god! But... Put it in a safe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I got a lot of um, I got a lot of uh sideshow like uh codes and like reward points. But yeah, I did. Pre- I definitely pre-ordered the the season seven Ahsoka and the season seven Rex with like the three thirty second helmet and everything. Oh, but you're, man, you're right; they're so incredible. Awesome. They're mind blowingly yeah. good. Um, um, I I am going next week to uh, Comic Palooza, which is a Comic Con in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, God help me if I bring my wallet. I think I'm only going to bring cash <laughs> and 
I'm I really like blowing it on Star Wars coasters because that's what I did this this pet last time that I went. I got this coaster here and I love this Ooh. thing. This, whoever made this, <laughs> they're like they're just like they're just like uh, homemade wow. um, like arts and crafts that they have. You know, it's uh, all strewn about. But I love that thing. I can't wait to go back to that guy's uh, that guy's table. Yeah, and I guess we'll also <laughs> say like we we've talked a lot about the mainstream toys before, uh, Tim. Like. There's so many independent creators making Star Wars things on Etsy mm-hmm. and at craft shows and stuff. And if you can all, always try to support at PetSmart, uh, as Tim shows off the cat toy Millennium Falcon that he got. This was <laughs> after visiting Eric and Charlie in Chicago. Um, they had some Star Wars toys around. And uh, my wife, who's not really into Star Wars, was like, you know what? I like these toys. I bet Bennett would like them, too. And it is full of catnip. So he is most definitely on spice driving the Millennium Falcon, and it's not a great idea. <laughs> that is um, perfect. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm excited for um, things like that, and then also the last thing that I'll show is the Sabak cards from Galaxy's oh, Edge. Yeah. Um, they came sick. in a super sick uh, box and everything, but um, I want to see more stuff like from the films that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like whether it's dice or it's card games, you know, stuff like that. I'm excited that um, now that we have a real Star Wars to go to, right, mm-hmm. that we can get some more of these things that we've seen in the films. Um, and act, it puts us a little bit more in universe. Um, and I think that that's, that's something that hasn't been done before. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. I, I got the, the Han Gold Dicer in my uh, – that I got off of Wish, like for, you know, $2 and it took four months, but whatever. <laughs> like I, those are on my review mirror and <laughs> – uh, Evan in the chat makes a great point that hopefully Sideshow will start accepting Mon Calamari Flan, and then we'll uh, oh, yeah. we'll be able to do that. Um, I'll have his Mon Calamari Flan. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, for those uh, that have read The Rising Storm, no spoilers, uh, Jacob says, give me a Gumby-style Orbelin toy. That'd be, <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. That'd be amazing. I mean, yeah, I'm going to echo that. Any High Republic anything, Black Series, Funko Pops, number one, obviously, Lights, Stellan's lightsaber making it into Galaxy's Edge, like things that further legitimize the things that we love in the books and comics, like those things mm-hmm. showing up physically that we could hold just would make our lives incredible. And I, and I do, mm-hmm. in all earnestness, hope that the High Republic event coming up next Friday is going to maybe reveal a little more. Like I'm wearing my uh, my Valo High Republic Fair shirt I got off Shop Disney today, and Shop Disney holding shirts about books is like such an incredible milestone so i think that toys just make sense next so yeah can um, i can i change my answer yes because i don't want to share my answer with you eric i want them to come <laughs> out with something called more power of the force and i want it to be a remix of all the new characters we've had that are just absurdly yoked for absolutely no reason <laughs> That's what I Can want. Can we have, like, Broom Boy, but he's just a yes. like massive pack yes. yes. carrying three brooms? Exactly. Exactly. Or, like, uh, and also, we, we, we still got to get that slimy naked Palps figure. Ugh. So let's not let that die. <laughs> Legends Look Back killed it. We didn't. Um, 18 and older. <laughs> so to all of you listening and watching, number one, thank you for hanging out on this show. And number two, if you have toys you're collecting, we hope you love them. If you want to take them out of the box, go for it. If you want to display it, Go for that, too. Uh, if you haven't been in our Star Wars Collections Discord channel, a lot of times people like just post pictures of stuff they get. And if you want some friends, they're going to say, yo, that figure's amazing. Hey, I really like your setup. That That's why we're here. 
We love this stuff. We will always love this stuff. We will buy toys when we're six. We'll buy toys when we're 60. So hopefully we get way more. And again, to be uber capitalist about it, the more we buy, the more they'll make. So please, please, High Republic, uh, please, please don't throw away your toys when you were a kid. You'll want them when you do a podcast when you're in your 20s and 30s. Uh, but on that, everyone, that is going to do it for this fun-filled nostalgic episode of The Living Forest. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for that. Uh, it helps make this show and everything at Utini go. And a special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Dark Star Wars MD. Charles Zetsy Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. And Tim is at T Guthrie13. Underscore. Underscore. Underscore T Guthrie. I'll never get it. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire who makes all the overlays you're seeing, and Wes, our producer, community manager, and helmet wearer. Thank you to Charles, Tim, and Wes for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you in the chat for hanging out, and as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred, there is joy. There is no division, there is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.